We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks With Thinks, we welcome in a woman who I became aware of over 10 years ago when I worked in Saskatchewan. That's the prairies of Canada above North Dakota for everyone who doesn't know. And my mom sent me an article about this woman who was from Saskatchewan and represented Team Canada soccer. This is a local journalist's dream. Since then, she's been an Olympic medalist for Canada, played in the NWSL and become a soccer broadcaster, as well as working alongside me in Fubo TV's comitable coverage of the South American World Cup qualifiers, none other than Kaylin Kyle. We talk about the crazy that went down between Brazil and Argentina, how Canada has a legitimate soccer rivalry with the U.S. in both men's and women's soccer, and she predicts Messi to have a more fruitful year than Ronaldo. Haters, make sure to add us. We're sipping on margaritas. This is Drinks With Thanks. Hey guys, welcome on Into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. Great to be back drinking and binking with you after a wonderful week of covering the Commonable South American World Cup qualifiers, streaming exclusively on Vubo TV. And I'm thrilled that today's guest was actually the analyst I worked alongside for these qualifiers. Someone though that whose career I've followed for so many years when she played for Team Canada and WSL, and now is a broadcaster covering the beautiful game in so many different ways. I would like to raise a toast to Saskatchewan's own Kaylin Kyle. Thank you for being here on the show and congratulations on everything you've accomplished on and off the pitch. Thank you so much. I'm dying to know what you're drinking because that looks like acid <laughs> or like motor fuel for a car. Cheers for having oh, me. Oh yeah, it's a little bit of both. A little <laughs> bit of both. Ah, it's a yes, great margarita that matches my nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone out there we are taping this before match day 10. So if anything crazy happens, like players being pulled off the pitch because of health reasons, we don't know that that's happened yet. But what we do know is that that happened in match day six, which happened on Sunday, September 5th. And Kaylin, we weren't broadcasting this game, but we were watching it. We know a lot's gonna happen. It unfolds every single second of the day. But as a, a player, as a broadcaster, watching that moment with Brazil, Argentina, four minutes into the game, what was going through your head? How did you react? I'm very professional, but I was on a call for an NWSL match and I wanted to watch the Brazil one. So I had flipped it open, had 
obviously I'm not even going to do this, but I had you guys in the background <laughs> on my laptop as I'm calling a match. And all of a sudden it was like carnage happening. And I was like, what is going on? I refreshed my browser because I was like, maybe my Wi-Fi went down here. Maybe it's like a commercial of like, they're promoting something. I like could not believe it. And then I opened my phone and saw Twitter blow up about it. Mm -hmm. And it was like the most bizarre situation ever. But then it was one of those situations that we're not really shocked that this is happening in the World Cup qualifiers. I mean, um, it, I think they went about it the wrong way. I'm sure we'll dive into that. But I think the biggest takeaway from it is Lionel Messi wearing the photographer Penny. I was dying. And he was just like rocking around, having conversations with everyone. It was just something that you, I mean, you can't, you can't even write about that. It was wild. Um, it was amazing. And I think it just makes for that uh, battle between those two teams even stronger. Right, yeah. Because now this rivalry has like a whole new chapter with it because of this like international incident that happened and we know that things are sort of evolving in terms of what FIFA's going to do, what is going to do, where does the blame lie in terms of that but would you say that this is like one of the craziest things you've ever seen in soccer or like where does it rank? I'm going to rank it higher than our 2012 bronze medal match where we were robbed Ooh. of Ben going to the gold. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, but I, I do think it's one of the most craziest things I've ever seen. A, because of just like the backstory of these two teams, obviously just coming off Copa Argentina, winning it 1-0 over Brazil in Brazil. So I think it just adds to the drama of it, how it unfolded. I mean, the players had been there for three days and then the, the official, the health official coming on the pitch and putting his hands on players, like... I loved it because I love a little bit of drama. So I was mm -hmm. like, this is wild. And it's only going to make, again, that rivalry even better. And whatever happens with this game or when it's replayed, I will be front row with you being like rubbing my, my palms together. You, you can't get any better than that. Yeah, yeah, we were hoping that we'd be uh, doing, we couldn't do an English broadcast that day, but we were both like, oh man, I wish this, we were on this because that's like, as a broadcaster, that's like, Christmas day for you to have just absolute chaos obviously for the fans you know no one wants to see this and it is a bad look on everyone involved but we will get to that later on when we do the actual matches later this week slash we already did them because this is airing on Saturday and we did a really great job let me tell you it was amazing um okay let's get back to you and Kaylin now you're working as a broadcaster mentioned your prolific soccer career which we'll get to but how has the transition been to now being and talking about the game, but being on TV talking about it? Well, for one, I feel like now that I'm in the media side, I should have gotten my wardrobe right today. It looks like I've just put toilet paper and like taped it on me. I'm not. I'm actually in a shirt. I promise you that. Um, I'm, I'm fully dressed. <laughs> if the camera had been a little higher up, we'd be like, and Kaylin is naked today. Um, so I am getting my hair done at the moment. So this, this, there's a backstory of that. But um, I think the biggest transition... Uh, for me, it was knowing when I was ready to be done playing. Um, and my, my dad always told me, he was a professional ice hockey player, um, he always said, when you fall out of love with the game, it's time for you to move on. And it wasn't that I had fallen out of love with the game, I had fallen out of love with playing the game. So it was very different. I always knew I wanted to go into the broadcasting side of things, and I'm not even saying this because I'm on your show or now I'm working alongside you. I think someone like yourself that has really paved the way. We're from the same region. I watched you on my TV. No, I'm not even just saying this. Um, <laughs> you can pay me later. That's fine. Yeah, um, I will. I will. <laughs> but 
I just look up to people like you within the industry where you've covered every sport and you're confident and you know your stuff and you do the work. And I don't think people know that side of it. So you have to have role models like that. It was like growing up. I didn't have female soccer player role models, but in the broadcasting world, I have. So there, it was an easier transition because people like you, people like Karina LeBlanc that had gotten into the media world and really started to pave the way and I could have conversations with, maybe not so much you, but now that we've worked together, I've had those conversations, yeah. but with someone like Karina LeBlanc having conversations of the industry, because it's very different. Um, you know, I was uh, a small fish in a really big pond and I, I knew one thing that I would have on everyone and it was my work ethic and I don't know if that comes from my family or from soccer. Um, I knew that I would outwork everyone to learn the role. So when I went in for my interview with BN, they were like, can you host? Can you read teleprompter? Can you write? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The producer was like, amazing. The boss was like, cool. Okay, just wait on set. Uh, we're just going to go behind so we can record this and send it to the bosses in Doha. Meanwhile, I'd never done any of that crap. I'm on my phone Googling, how do I write on teleprompter? Like, <laughs> what? Like, how do I read off a teleprompter? Because it's difficult. Like, it sounds so simple, but there's so many moving pieces behind the camera. And I remember... I was so nervous, but when the lights went on, I was like, I meant to do this. Like I meant mm -hmm. to do this. I got my job. And then since then I'm like a pest. I reach out to people that I'm like, I want that gig. I'm going to reach out to you. I'll get 800 no's, but until I get that, yes. Um, and then I, I feel like once I get my foot through the door, uh, it speaks for itself because I've worked so hard and I do the research and I do the homework. And then I just bring my personality to life in front of the camera and clothes, not like today. I bring my clothes as well. <laughs> you bring the clothes, you have all of those things, but you also played and you have experience that so many people who currently talk about the game, myself included, could never possibly have. Okay, we have a whole lot more we want to get to with Kale and Kyle. It's been a great start so far. We are drinking and binking and we're going to talk a little Team Canada. Let's go, baby. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, I'm JSB. We are here on Drinks with Binks, drinking and binking with Kale and Kyle, Olympic medalist and TV broadcaster. And we got to talk a little Canada because Canada soccer has just been on the up and up. We saw this past week, Canadian men's national team holding the U.S. to one point at home, which was really stunning for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, 
great for Canadian men's national team, especially the Alfonso Davies to Kyle Laren. Boom. Um, do you think that, uh, like, how far has Canadian men's soccer grown since, like, you've, you know, been a part of Canadian soccer? The men's soccer, me growing up, I couldn't name. you. I couldn't name three of them. And that's mm-hmm. just me being completely honest. And now I think globally what the women's team has done within Canada has brought eyes to Canada soccer and disagree or agree with that till the cows come home. But I genuinely think that is what has put this spotlight on the Canadian Soccer Association. Now, yes, they've gotten some incredible players in from the men's. But, I mean, you look at back in the day, I knew de Guzman. That, that's genuinely yeah. about it. But you, you look now, I mean, you have some of our top players, Alfonso Davies, Champions League winner, Bundesliga winner. I mean, he wins trophies every other week. I can't keep up. You look at our women's team going and kicking ass and bringing home a gold medal at the Olympic Games, knocking off the United States, and not an easy pass, to say the least, to get to that gold medal game. It only shows what the Canadian Soccer Association has done. John Herdman, quite frankly, can we highlight that? Can we get a little bobblehead here of John Herdman? Because I think he doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. And kind of what annoyed me is when he went from the women's team to the men's team, it was very negative. Everyone in the media is super negative. And I'm like, hold on a minute, give the guy a chance because he's well-organized. And the Canadian men's team was never organized. And that is why they could never identify players. They couldn't bring in top quality players because we genuinely didn't even know where they were playing in the world. Mm -hmm. You have... Jonathan David that's playing at Lille and has been on fire and it it comes down to John Herdman implementing a structure, which they never, ever had, um, implementing a structure on the women's side. And now, I mean, people look at Canada and it's not like, oh, they're just going to get stuck in and get stuck into challenges. Like we can actually play soccer and we're very, very good at it. Yes, definitely. I mean, and of course, with the women's team winning gold at the Olympics this summer and beating USA to get to that place to to play Sweden. Yes. What was that like for you watching them win gold? Well, I'm, again, being very on, I feel like I'm being very on. I feel like you're my therapist at the moment. I am. I posted a photo or a video of me after they had won, and I'd gone live as the shootouts were happening in the final. Regret doing it all now because I literally looked like Kim Kardashian when she lost her diamond earring in the ocean from way back in the day. I am the world's ugliest crier. But it meant so much that everyone was writing me saying, do you regret retiring early? And I was like, no, because I couldn't run how they run now. No one wants to see me run down the street, let alone in a 90 minute performance. But it meant so much to me as a former player that has paved that way. And I never thought of it like that until people were writing me like, you're just as big a part of this as they were winning. And I'm like, no, like I wasn't on the pitch. Like I didn't train for the Olympics this year. I didn't go to Tokyo with no fans, no friends, no family in the stands. Like that's extremely difficult to do in itself is playing in a stadium with nothing. And then going to a country where you're in quarantine. I mean, you were there, you know how difficult it was. So the mindset of these players needed to be even bigger and better. And I think that's why they did win it because the last five years since John came in in 2012 has completely changed the mindset in and around this team that we're not only good human beings, but we're fantastic players. And we have the mindset to upset anyone because Canadians, we all know Canadians. We, we, we're, we're lovely people. We say sorry to everyone, but don't cross us because I feel like we're extremely hard workers. And again, we want Thank you. But we want... <laughs> We want the world to know, you know, we're more than just like, oh, nice, sweet Canadians. Yeah. Like, 
Um, so I think it's really cool. And obviously you see how, how well our women's hockey team does. So now to have a summer team that's consistently meddling in the Olympics is so freaking cool. I'm like so proud to be Canadian. Obviously I love living in America. So my boys are, uh, my boys are American. Um, and I'm grateful to live here. Um, but it just like, like I get emotional speaking about being Canadian. Like I'm like tearing up because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm just, I'm like so proud to be from mm-hmm. there in a country where like everyone's just like, mm. It's great. Anyways, wow. I know. No, but it's so true. And the fact that you you lived the moment that you, you, you mentioned in 2012 with the Olympics when Canada and USA played each other, USA ended up on the other side, on the positive side of that result. That moment created a whole generation of Canadian soccer fans. At least. I remember watching you, covering you in Saskatchewan, and that was like, that was such a huge moment. Would you say that this is a legitimate rivalry at this point in maybe even the U.S.'s mind. I know we've always, I've always thought of it as one. Yeah, I think as a player, when I played, it was never a rivalry for me because we never won. Um, But now I think you can turn it into a rivalry because it's more than just like, oh, big, brutal Canadians coming in and playing the long ball. Like we can outplay the U.S. and we showed that at the, the last Olympics. And I think this can, could continue to be that rivalry. And same on the men's side. Now, First time the men had beat them, I think in, I don't even know how many years, but a lot, I think maybe ever, no, not ever, but new, I think like 23 years or something crazy like that. So I think it goes to show just on the Canadian side that now I think this is finally the rivalry that everyone wished it would be. And now it is, and and you're seeing it. I mean, even the men's game this week and just like social media blew up and Americans going at Canadians and Canadians going at Americans. And I was loving it. I'm like, finally, finally, now we can have a discussion around it where the U S doesn't smash us four, five, six nil. Like it's like battling till that 90 minute whistle blows. So I think it's really cool and it's healthy for CONCACAF and it's healthy for this region. And it's only going to make, you know, and inspire more generations to want to play soccer, whether it's on the female side or male, male side. Right. Yeah. It gives, you know, USA a little run for their money. It will make them better in the long run. It's been so, but it was nice to see as same with you, a Canadian living in the U S seeing, you know, a little bit of uh, a positivity for the connects when yeah. we've, you know, been second fiddle to them for so long. I say that because I'm a member of Team Canada now. Uh, We have a whole lot more to get to, including talking Messi, Ronaldo, and maybe a little bit Regina after the break here with Kale and Kyle. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm JSB alongside Olympic medalist TV broadcaster Kaylin Kyle, who also put, by the way, just a couple of Canadian soccer gals here on the show. I feel like we should be changing outfits, I guess, right now. Although 
that would mean I'm naked on TV, but that would be. <laughs> I'm not. I swear I'm first. not. I'm not naked. <laughs> uh, you played in NWSL, of course. You covered the league from and playing in other women's professional leagues in the States. But from from when you played in it to seeing it now, like what is something you've seen about the growth that really stands out? I think the biggest part and the growth of it is it's finally on TV. Um, but one of the biggest ones is the ownerships that is now coming in um, and the facilities that are coming in. You look at Racing Louisville that just came in. Uh, this is their inaugural season. Their fan support is second to none. Their ownership's incredible. They're playing on a grass pitch, which is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. No more turf pitches. Whoever thinks turf pitches is a good idea, it's not a good di- idea for anyone. Um, but you look at, you, you just look at some of the ownership, you look at OL Reign that have now partnered up with Olympique Lyon, um, in France. So it's just bringing in quality players and it's starting to draw better fans because it's better soccer, it's better football, wherever you are in the world. Um, and you look at the, the teams that are coming in next season, one out in LA and it's like the who's who part of the ownership. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really incredible. I think you start, you, you were seeing it on the MLS side and now, Everyone is seeing, hold on a minute, the viewership for women's soccer is through the roof. When the U.S. women's national team plays in our own backyard, you can't find a ticket to it. Um, So I think finally it's been a wake-up call for people in North America to want to invest in in women's sport and women's soccer. Uh, I really wish Canada would wake up. If I'm being quite honest, it's time for that door to be wide open because we're years and years behind. We're the only team in 2019 in the Women's World Cup of the last eight teams um, that doesn't have a domestic league. And we're still winning medals, which is crazy. Like for them to win gold and not have a domestic league is extremely difficult to do. So imagine if we did have a domestic league. Um, But yeah, I just think the NWSL, you look at it this season, the race is so tight. It's so close maybe minus Kansas city. They, they struggled at the beginning, starting to find their way since bringing in some new players. Um, it's just, yeah, it's starting to be an incredible league because it's like battle after battle week in and week out. You genuinely don't know who's going to pick up the three points, which I think makes it such an exciting league. Cause around Europe, you have your top four teams that spend the most money that have the best players and ultimately never really move from that top four. Whereas here it's like one week it's Orlando at the top, one week it's Portland. So it's pretty cool to see. And um, I love seeing the growth of it. Now, speaking of Europe, we saw that Messi's gone to PSG this past summer, also playing for Argentina, trying to take them to World Cup glory. Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo going to Manchester United, trying to take Portugal to World Cup glory. Who do you think has a better year? PSG, Messi. 100%. 100%. Hands down. I think I think the one thing... Like overall, including World Cup stuff. Like, who's going to be more successful? I still think Messi. Because you look at Argentina and they finally won a huge trophy with Messi. And you can even see it in the players. You can see it in the country. You can see it in fans around the world. I mean, Argentinians here are wild. Messi came here on vacation and it was like... It, it, I can't even explain it because I was literally seeing videos on social media and I was like, oh my God, that poor guy. But then I'm like, these fans have been waiting for this forever. And like to finally say Messi is the greatest. The reason why he wasn't because he didn't win a massive tournament. It's kind of like Christine Sinclair. Always Mm -hmm. been the greatest, but never had gotten the recognition for it. Um, 
So I think for someone like Messi, everything that went on at Barcelona was a dumpster fire. It was wild. Management, I mean, coaching staff turnover. So I think for him to go to PSG, you could see when he landed in Paris, the smile on his face where he was like, I have that weight finally lifted off my shoulders. I have players around me like Mbappe, Neymar that can do that heavy lifting. Players like Di Maria, Kaylor Navas, Sergio Ramos, like they have some of the best players in the world. Um, And I just think if they don't win Champions League this year, I will be shocked. But then you look at Cristiano Ronaldo going back to United where it all kind of started, not started, but like that's where... He kind of, it was his bread and butter. And you saw the fan reaction. Everyone's like, he's going to City, people burning jerseys. Whoever burned their jerseys, that was the stupidest thing you could have ever done. He was never going to Man City ever in a million years. Um, So I think it's good moves on both of them. I think this was like the best transfer window to date by far and like the most outrageous one. Um, But I do think Messi does have the better chance. I, I think PSG will win domestic. They'll win Champions League. And I think Argentina, if and when they qualify, um, will have a very good run just because of the momentum that they're starting to build. Um, But I wish Ronaldo the best of luck and all the Ronaldo supporters tuning in. Because I know one thing in the media world, Julie, the three things you never talk about, Messi, Ronaldo, and politics. Is what no, I that's learned. what we talk. That's what we talk about. That gets us mentions going, baby. We talk about all gets everyone going. Meh, meh, meh. I don't agree with you. That's called engagement. So we definitely like that here on the show. Very quickly before we go to break, you're from Saskatchewan, which for people watching the show who don't know is above North Dakota. She's from Saskatoon, and I lived in Regina. Yes, Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. For people that don't know out there, Kaylin, what would it be? to experience Regina, a hit song? Um, If I'm being completely honest, I would go to Saskatoon over Regina any day of the week. Not that I don't like Regina. I have family and friends that live there. Yeah, that's going to get the engagement going, all right. If you're going to Saskatchewan, don't know why you would, go to Saskatoon. It's a beautiful, beautiful city right on the water there. Been there one time. I think your assessment is is great. Loved my time in uh, the Queen City. Although the Queen's name was Regina, but we don't know where it got lost along the way to become Regina. We got to go to break here on the show. Really glad we got that in. Um, Drinks and Things with Kaylin Kyle. Don't go anywhere. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Hey guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking here with Kaylin Kyle. Kaylin, where can we find you next? Um, all my social media platforms at Kaylin Kyle. And I think I work about a million and two jobs. So NWSL, USL, MLS, Inter Miami, MBN. Um, I mean, if you turn on your TV, I should be there and I would be fully clothed. I feel like if I sit on my knees, then you guys can tell that this is a shirt. I promise you. Um, but yeah, okay. no, it was a- finally, we can see that she's wearing a shirt at the end of the show. And um, also she crushed it on Fubo TV this week here on our countable South American World Cup qualifiers. And guys, everyone out there, if you want to see more of our content, follow us at Fubo Sports on every social channel, as well as our YouTube page at Fubo Sports for this episode and more like it. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.